0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi everybody! And welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. For those of you who are new, my name is Matt. I am one of your two glorious hosts. The other one, with me as always, my scuba diving, drunken... IPA drinking buddy, mysterious Mike Talent.
1: Hey, uh, I don't think I, I'm drunk right now. That's 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 a terrible assumption, but I am scuba diving, and I just recently went scuba diving, so I'll take it, uh, Mike Talent.
0: Woo! Hey, I never said you were drunk right now. You were a drunk in. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I misheard yeah, see, you. I misheard you. I meant you. to say ipa drinking instead of but it didn't work so okay all right so mike what movie are we talking about today
1: uh we are gonna talk about stuber
0: so does that mean there's like another movie that's gonna come out with like based on lift <laughs>
1: yeah it's gonna be called the lift still lift yeah it sounds
0: like spliff I don't That's know. Not this podcast.
1: I don't know, man, because like this one they just put ST in front of Uber, so I was doing the same thing for for Lyft. So it's oh. Stilift? Still Stylift? I don't know. Styles?
0: Styles. I don't know. Um, okay, well, let's go with what you do know. Mike, give us the rundown for Stuber. Alright. Uh,
1: so, Stuber is directed by, uh, Michael Douse, Dousey. Uh, writer is tri- Tripper Clancy, uh, starving Dave Patista, Camille Nagiani, uh, Mira Savino, Natalie Morales, and, oh, I'm gonna screw this one up, but this character's awesome. Eco Uas. Um, I wish, I wish he was used more in
0: this movie, but, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We need to discuss the one scene that he's in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the summary of the movie is that a Detective recruits his Uber driver into an unexpected night of adventure.
0: All right, Mike. So do your best not to reveal one of the biggest spoilers of this film that you get introduced to like right off the bat, which explains why he's using an Uber. So let's try and hold out on that. Okay, all right. Um, but let's start Let's start with Eco, uh, because he's from The Raid, right? Yes, he is. And that scene is one of the most depressing scenes of the entire film for me. Not the scene itself, the way they shot it. Oh, yeah. Nice, tight, you don't even see what's going on, you don't get to see. And I mean, Dave Bautista, come on, he knows how to fight.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they were doing, man. I don't know. <sighs>
0: Such a letdown. This, this is, is the letdown. second
1: movie that uh, this this guy was in, also in Mile 22, where he's like not utilized. I guess in Mile 22, he was more utilized than this, but uh, it just, uh, I, I don't know. Matt, do you remember when we reviewed Mile
0: 22? Don't remind me.
1: It's like, I know you haven't. Have you seen The Raid now? You said it
0: was... No, I have not. I need to. Uh, I need to. I need to free up some time. Can we talk to the sun and extend our days by like eight hours? No. I would like to have a longer day. Yeah. uh, So I could watch more movies. Okay. Well,
1: I would like a longer day as well, but I don't think we're going to get one. But uh, I guess with that, Matt, and longer days, uh, what are you drinking?
0: Well, Mike, I am drinking a trusty old Cerveza that is cheap, and I can get lots of Miller High Life. Nice, nice, man. None wrong with the high life. It's a champagne. The next level is uh, I'm going to be switching to 40s, but the problem with the 40s is yes, they're cheap, but you, you know, I want to drink the whole thing. And I can't because, you know, I got to be cheap. And then it'll go flat in the fridge, so I'll be forced to drink the whole thing. So, you know, Miller High Life is like the closest I can get.
1: Yeah, and if you drink a 40 all at once, you know, that, that malt liquor, whoo, does a Ex- number
0: on you. Exactly. Uh, you know what? I take that back. My, Miller High Life is not the closest I can get. It's the closest I physically want to get. Uh, I could always go down to uh, the Beast, but... uh that's bad. That's real bad. I I don't wish anyone to drink that beer. Dude, you just got to get Beast Ice. No, that's even worse.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if they still sell Beast Ice. Do they
0: still sell Milwaukee's Best Ice? I don't know, dude. I would think so. But I don't know. I, it's not like I'm going to seek that beer out. I mean... <laughs> You know, we should do that. We should have a, a future podcast where we find the most random shitty beer we can find in a store. Yeah, try and get like that uh, Budweiser ice. Or, Dude, or- the Bud Ice that tastes like garbage, but the alcohol content on that was great. I remember a few times when we were younger, not going to disclose the age, where we seeked out Bud Ice. You remember that?
1: I of course remember that, and it had this <laughs> bottle that had like little ice, like yeah,
0: it looked like f- an ice features, like, ice cube like, features, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, what we only got like, Do we get a twelve pack or do we just get a six pack?
1: I think with uh, with uh, Budweiser ice, you only need a six
0: pack. Well, and that's the thing I was saying. We split like a six pack, and both of us were feeling just fine after it. Yeah, that's true. 36 ounces to freedom. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, what IPA are you drinking today? Ah, so I am drinking
1: a uh, tropical torpedo IPA from Sierra Nevada.
0: See, I don't even think you could handle getting a beer today that is not an IPA. Like, if you got like a Milwaukee's best, you would just like throw up. I think I could
1: i I think uh one of my old favorites and I don't know why I like this beer so much is uh um, old e I just i like the flavor
0: dude, wow <laughs> ouch, that's nasty <laughs> well uh, the the one
1: the one uh uh forty that I mean not that we need to get too deep into this the The one that I can't stand anymore is Steel Reserve.
0: Yeah, dude, Steel Reserve is bad. It does taste like steel. The one that... Another one that I've never, ever been fond of, I've tried many times, is Mickey's. Oh, that one's actually, to me, the light one. The easy-going one. No, I didn't say anything about it being heavy. I just really don't like the flavor of it. I think Mickey's is really gross.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. Like to th- to this day, Oldie is still okay for me. Um, although I haven't had it in uh, several years, but the last time I had it, which wasn't as long ago as you would think, I, I <laughs> it was liked just it.
0: last week. It was last Tuesday. It's yeah, OE yeah. Tuesday.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a discount on OEs on Tuesday. <laughs> they go from
0: two thirty to two ten. Dude, that's where it's at, man. You got to save that twenty cents. Yep, you know it. In your neck of the woods, they're not even forties, are they? Like they have some kind of weird ass law where it can't be a forty; it has to be lower ounce. Uh, yeah, it's thirty twos,
1: but you can get you can get multiple thirty twos. So it's just it's dumb.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
1: They didn't want the negative connotation of the the forty ounces, but you can get. 64 ounces, as long as it's two different drinks.
0: Well, that's fine. Yeah. Totally then you just fine. need two straws. Yes. Definitely. All right. So let's do this. If someone actually emails us, because I physically am trying to give away a movie and no one will email us, email us with the crappy beer recommendations you have for Mike and I. Ooh,
1: man, dude, that's a
0: scary proposition. All right. I never said I was gonna buy it, but they can recommend it. Alright. <laughs> For a future upcoming episode of the Real Film Nerds podcast, where we find the shittiest beer we can find. Oof. I'm I'm a little bit worried about it. Well, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna drink it. I'm gonna find it though. Okay. Alright. Alright. Alright, I think that'll be fun. Alright, so Stuber. It was a movie? Stuber. It was it? a
1: movie. Yeah.
0: I thought it was better than uh, it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot more cheesy, and it wasn't. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess you know my my expectations were set pretty low, and I went and saw this movie, and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, we'll see what see what it was. And It was actually pretty funny. Now there are some jokes there, or quite a few jokes that kind of fall flat, but there's so many that come kind of rapid fire and stuff. I also enjoyed the fact that not all the funny parts were shown in the trailer now there's a couple things in the trailer but it's not like it's it's definitely a good trailer to you know give you an idea of what's happening in the movie but you don't get all the jokes at once because I feel like this might have been that kind of movie where all the funny parts were in that trailer and you saw everything. No, this one was surprisingly pretty funny. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, Whoever edited this trailer should definitely edit more comedic trailers and comedic film trailers in the future. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a um you know, it's a popcorn film. Like this is not going to win anything or anything, but it was it was entertaining and it was fun. And I, you know, that's pretty much what I wanted it to be and they did exactly that.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Again, it's nothing super crazy, but for uh, you know, a lazy Sunday afternoon, it is definitely well worth a watch. Especially if you need to lift your spirits. Yeah, 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 it was
1: it was good. It it's got some relationship stuff in it, but like it's not too like preachy, I guess. Like it just the main characters and what's going on in their lives pretty much but it wasn't like super forceful so i like that i like i like the flow of the
0: movie i I like pretty much everything about it it's cool what do you mean by uh preachy like are you talking about the relationship between dave bautista's character and his daughter or are you talking about the relationship between camille Nagiani and his friend (laughs)
1: <laughs> well uh or like he, uh, you know like I guess Camille uh Najiami and his uh friend uh the relationship stuff like he was just talking about it and trying to figure out what what was going on and there was actually a a, a scene in a adult establishment that I actually kind of liked even though it was a little awkward um and it was supposed to be awkward uh, but I kind of like that scene. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Oh, dude. And the the gentleman that was uh the guy he was talking to? Yes. He's from um the show on is it Showtime? It's on Netflix as well, but I think it's a Showtime show. He's one of the big characters in there and he even like moonlights as like not so much a male stripper, but like a uh I guess he was a male stripper. He was a bartender in like a gay strip club where he wear like a, a speedo. And that's straight up where he they had that character, you know, come from. You could just tell in the film.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I thought his character was like, at first it was a little weird, but then I was like, you know, he's actually pretty genuine.
0: Like, oh God. I, and then the background scene when he's doing the FaceTime, like seriously, Mike, not to get too off topic. Have you ever called anyone on FaceTime or Skype or whatever when you're on your cell phone and in places? Ever? No. Yeah. The only time I have ever done that is when it like was first coming out and it was kind of a gimmick. I would like call my mom or call my sister or whatever. But I've never been like, oh, well, I'm sitting at a bar and I'm going to FaceTime someone. I've never seen anyone do it. I've personally never done it. It's just... I don't know. That's kinda weird. And that's how uh, he like kept calling or this girl kept calling him like the whole time.
1: Yeah, I only FaceTime occasionally with my wife like when I'm on travel. I feel like that yeah, is that's, the perfect that's understandable. use case for it. Like uh when you're away or like uh let's let's say you had like kids or or like we've done it for like christmas where we're
0: opening packages and stuff like so you can share it with like the family but like i'm sure you're probably doing that on like a computer or something right not on like your phone
1: no we're 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 doing it on the phone the phones record a phone or the ipad but like
0: yeah ipad's closer to like a computer if you ask me
1: but that's it. Like that's the major things. Like I feel like that's what FaceTime's for. I feel like it's the best use case for it or 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 uh reason to use it is um you know to keep up with like family and be able to have like your your uh like kids be able to know their grandparents' like faces and all that stuff because they can they see them all the time, like uh, you know through the FaceTime or, or Skype or or
0: uh, whatever. So. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like you're not gonna call me randomly on a Tuesday afternoon through FaceTime to be like, hey, what's up, dude? No, no, never, never. And that's kind of what what's going on here. But she's also being you know super moody and depressed and emotional and drunk right because
1: this movie essentially takes place over what about 36 hours something like that
0: I don't even know if it's that long maybe 24 maybe it's 36 because I, I, 36 would be a day and a half and I don't think it was that long maybe it was so so maybe like maybe 24 hours well, except for the first part. The first part is clearly like, like six months ago or something.
1: Oh, right, right. Yes, the first part. Yeah, um, yeah I I also applaud the uh, the trailer people for not letting us know what the reason that the main character is, is taking the Uber. Because at first, you're like, why is this guy taking an Uber places? But it makes a lot more sense once you watch the movie, and I don't want to give that away.
0: No, we'll give it away in spoilers, but we're not going to give it away yet. Until, Mike, you can tell me how Stuber, starring Dave Bautista, a.k.a. Drax, relates to the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Well, Matt, for once I was super excited I didn't have to look very hard because, like you just said, Drax, Dave Bautista, is starring in this movie and he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. So that was an easy tie-in and I applaud that. Because the last few
0: have been hard. so. (laughs) That's what she said? Yes, maybe. (laughs) Yes, maybe. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, if you want to not have Stuber spoiled, go ahead and click this bad boy off, because we are going to spoil it starting right now.
1: All right. So, uh, bottom line, I do recommend, uh, watching this movie,
0: but you don't need to see it in the theater. Uh, but it is oh, kind of fun. Oh, I forgot to do that, huh? Before the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. yeah.
1: But it, but it is kind of fun to, uh, uh, watch this movie. Like, it, it's a fun movie. There's nothing special about it, but it's not bad and it's entertaining. Um, there's some dumb stuff in it, but there's a lot of good jokes, like pretty smart jokes on some stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I think, Camille uh, not, not Giami, uh really adds a lot of his comedic um, style to it. And he's he's pretty quick and, and very smart.
0: All right, then. If you want to see something that's actually good, unlike The Lion King, uh, go ahead and watch Stuber this week. Don't waste your money on The Lion King like everybody already is doing. Didn't the Lion King make like $180 million this, yeah, this weekend? It's, it, well, I went to the theater yesterday and watched Spider-Man for the second time with a friend. And they had like almost all the theaters were Lion King and they were all sold out. It was ridiculous. And people just, I, I hate to call our current movie goers in this world where there's so much information and in so many movies and so many good movies out there. Sheep. But that's straight up what it is.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, 185 million. And then uh, I think they said in-game also supposedly just eclipsed um, Avatar. Yeah, Dan's over Smurfs. Mm -hmm. To to be the highest grossing ever.
0: Yep. Well, the sad thing about Lion King 2 is it's directed by uh, one of my favorite directors slash actors... Um oh great. I had his John name Favreau and now away. Yeah, John, John Favreau,
1: Favreau. And, and he also started the MCU that we talk about all the time. When with he was also Iron in Man Spider-Man. One. Yeah. Yes, yes. He is in an, in Spider-Man and he's in a he's in a couple of the Iron Mans, right? Cause he's, oh he's um, in a
0: bunch of the movies. He's yeah, he makes yeah. appearances in Infinity War and Endgame and Yeah, he's in every single Iron Man movie, at least, you know, a little bit. Uh, He's in both Spider-Man movies. You know, he's, you know, he funny thing is, too, he wrote in uh, Happy as being uh, Tony Stark's assistant just kind of for the hell of it. And now he's been in more films, I think, than Tony Stark, you know, because he's in all these other other properties related to the MCU. So that's pretty funny. He never thought it was going to blow up like it, it has. So,
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, when he made Iron Man, it wasn't um, owned by Disney yet, Marvel. And it was really Marvel's last um, hoorah. And if it didn't do well, they were going to go out of business. So it's kind of crazy. He He basically saved Marvel.
0: Depends which division of Marvel you're talking about. But, yeah. I mean, the, the the true thing that really saved Marvel in the late 90s was them selling off all of their properties <laughs> is what really saved them. But Iron Man helped bring the film side back into prominence. Like, Marvel as a company was going to go completely away in the 90s until they started selling stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... Even though we didn't get very great movies or
0: anything out of it, at least Marvel was able to survive. Yeah, they sold Spider-Man and they sold X-Men are the two biggest. Uh, You know, they sold the Fantastic Four universe and they sold the rights to a lot of characters, a lot of brands, a lot of titles, and that gave them enough money to keep them going. And now it's insanity. (laughs) The Marvel world is absolute insanity, including the comics. DC is struggling in the comic book world big time. uh, And they're cutting their titles. Well, actually, what's interesting, they're not struggling, but their numbers are lower than they used to be. DC typically sells more books than Marvel. And DC has cut their numbers of books that they're publishing in half. And Marvel is just increasing. Like, they're doing more and more and more. And they just sell a little bit of a lot of books. It's weird. I don't get it. They have two completely different strategies interesting so anyways all right well i'll get back on topic stuber uh i agree with mike i think it's fun i think if you don't want to waste your money on lion king and you want to see something fun and it is rated r i had to tell that to uh some family members that wanted to bring young nephews um it is rated r it's not like a bad rated r but there's violence and there's swearing and sexual innu- innuendos and things like that. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's I'd say most of it's language and then there's a little I mean there's violence. Uh I didn't think anything was too crazy. No, but. I didn't
0: think it was too bad, but it was definitely more graphic, especially the one scene at the vet office.
1: Alright, yeah. That's that that's the most graphic scene for right, sure.
0: Right. And I again it wasn't that bad. It definitely is R in the realm of R though but it's just for young kids it's not not good so but I liked it I, I liked Stuber a lot I thought it was fun and you know if you just have to go see a movie in the theaters I highly recommend it uh, you know it was good or go see Spider-Man again that's what I did nice well uh, with that Matt do you want to start spoiling stuff now yeah, since we're, you know, way past where I warned people that we were spoiling stuff. So now we'll really spoil it. Uh, go ahead, Mike. I know you were itching to talk about the thing I alluded to in the beginning and the thing you alluded to at the middle.
1: All right. So the, the reason that Dave Bautista's character is taking an Uber is because he has just had LASIK surgery. And he can't quite see yet, and he shouldn't actually be doing anything that he's doing, but there's this hot tip, and he's got to go do it right now. And it makes a lot of sense if you've seen the very beginning of the movie, which I, I won't get into, but uh, his
0: partner doesn't make it. It was and, a case that he'd been working a long time. what what they say, like two years? Because he was working with his partner before she even was killed.
1: Yes. And, um... That to me made the movie a lot better because now I understood why he was doing this. Cause in the trailer, I'm like, why is a cop taking an Uber? And like, why is it so like weird? And now it makes a lot of sense. And then like, there's a point where he, <laughs> he uh, he, he can't see. So when he requested his Uber, he accidentally put on like Uber pool. And that means where you can like carpool with other people heading in the same area, and uh, they like pick up like two I don't know like college age women I don't know young, yeah I go with that. young young woman yeah and and uh, he he tells them to get out of the car and and like the Uber driver Stu, is like I what are you doing you're killing me and 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 he's uh, really worried about his rating of course because. As an Uber driver, you're five star or anything less than a certain amount of stars and you stop getting people and all kinds of stuff happens and and he really just and he has like he's gone to all kinds of effort to make this awesome experience. He has like all these things in his glove box and like all kinds of stuff and and his uh his uh uh boss has to take out Uh, or, well, his boss takes the Uber home and to work, I think, and it's actually Stu who gives him the ride. Like, it's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's his boss, but not really his boss, but it is, but it isn't, you know, the, well, he's the general manager, right? Yeah. He inherited the store from his father and the father's the one that made the store and, you know.
1: yeah yeah but um i i i i did like that that helped the plot tremendously for me and then the rest of the movie was actually pretty fun um you know Dave Batista was pretty much just your stoic tough guy but uh camille uh N- Nagiani uh really uh helped make the movie pretty funny and and their chemistry was great.
0: Yeah, and the other underlying thing that's kind of interesting as well that goes along with it is his desire to have the five-star rating constantly and how he's bending over backwards to get the five-star rating for nothing, for everything. You know, he's like, here, you want this, you want this, you want this, all just to get a five-star rating. He doesn't even, like, care about the money coming in or going out or whatever.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of a Black Mirror episode with a... uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Crazy uh, character or, well, I mean, this world or whatever for that particular Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, I was was talking with that uh, with my nephew last night. He was asking me which Black Mirror episode he thought was the scariest. I'm like, I haven't seen the latest season, but that was one of the ones I've referenced. You know, it's not like scary as in it scares me. It's scary as in our world's going that way. (laughs) But anyway, so what's interesting is how he's bending over backwards for these complete strangers to get his five stars, and it mirrors what he's trying to do with his friend-slash-wannabe girlfriend. At least yeah, he wants her to be yeah. his girlfriend. So it kind of mirrors that, where he does anything for her, he does anything for his clients, and he's not getting anything in return.
1: Yeah, I think he's, uh, he, he's bending over backwards for his... This girl that he, he's had, you know, they had like a, I guess kind of like a, a one night stand thing and he was hoping it would develop into more and obviously she's not really into it. So, um, uh, it, it just, I don't know. It, it's kind of like he's trying to make something out of nothing and it, it takes him a little while to get to that where he realizes that, and uh, but it, it it was pretty good. Like I liked how that like progressed, and I like the different. Uh, there's a lot of people like giving him uh, feedback about his relationship because he kind of shares it to everyone, and I feel like he kind of used Uber as a therapy. Like he would just talk to people about stuff, and yeah.
0: Well, and one of the big things is that you have this other underlying plot point that's directly Camille Nagiani, other than, you know, being dragged around by this badass cop that can't see, you have this other underlying thing that's helping him emotionally. And this cop is like basically the polar opposite of him. And some of it rubs off on him at the end of the film, where he gets the confidence that he needs. He gets. He figures out what he truly wants. He starts standing up for himself. He basically grows a little bit of a pair of balls and stands up to her and says, you know, this isn't working. I'm being an idiot kind of thing. And it shows, you know, it's a lot more than there's a lot more to this film other than just the main plot. I mean, there's all those other little underlying side plots that really help develop the story that I liked.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, me too. Like this, uh, I mean, I think Matt, when, when you text me, you're like, Stuber, like y- you were trying to figure out if you should go to Stuber or uh what was the other movie? Um We're not going to talk other- about it. Okay, some other movie, doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> and, you know what it was? And, oh. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, you should go to Stuber because it's actually not that bad. And I was like, it makes more sense once you watch the movie. Yeah. And I was referring to the the thing with, with Dave Patista's character. Cause when you see the trailer, you're like, what the hell man? Like that doesn't make any sense.
0: (laughs) Right. And when I saw the trailer, I was thinking it was maybe something like he had his license taken away or he was on probation or something. You know, they've done like movies where their badges are taken away and, you know, stuff like that. But the whole, you know, him, being blind definitely makes it a lot better. And there's a lot of gags that go along with it. A lot of gags.
1: Oh yeah. No, it was it was it was pretty funny.
0: Like um, when he does try to drive, that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, there there's there's some pretty good scenes in this movie. Like it it has funny moments. I'd say there's some stuff that's not 100% funny, and they tried to be funny, and it wasn't, but, like, for the most part, it it's pretty good. It is pretty funny. Like, not all jokes are going to land with everyone anyway, and this movie seems to know that, so they just
0: kind of keep going, and I like that. All right, Mike. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. How many reels do you give Stuber? All right, Matt, this might shock you, but I'm going to give this three
1: out of five reels.
0: That doesn't shock me at all, because I genuinely think you enjoyed the movie. I did. I
1: did. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was gonna be. And it's I mean, there's nothing, you know, amazing about this movie, but it was entertaining, and that's what I was excited about. It was entertaining. It was funny, I laughed. And uh, you know the two main characters I had a pretty good chemistry, and it it was good. So, yeah, three out of five reels for me.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh, echo a lot of your sentiments. I give it three and a half reels out of five. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was fun. I definitely think it was worth going to the theater to see just because there was nothing else out. Uh, If there's other things out, it's probably not worth it because it doesn't do you any favors to see it on a big screen. The action is one of the letdowns for me it's too tight it's shot too tight it's just especially when you have people that really know how to fight they shot it way too tight it's too there's too busy too much going on it should have been loosened up a little bit let us see them actually do their thing you know the comedy was great i really enjoyed that uh the cinematography was nothing special but it wasn't anything terrible either uh and then i applaud them on the runtime it was an hour and a half you know, it was a good, solid movie done in an hour and a half, and we don't get enough of those these days. They're all aiming for the two-hour timestamp, and I just don't understand why. Yeah,
1: it was an hour and a half, and that was just fine. It, it was just, yeah, this this was a surprise for me. It really was. Like, I, I went to this movie, I guess, expecting nothing, and I uh, was quite pleased with it.
0: Yeah, I you know I I didn't expect nothing. I just thought it was going to be kind of like a, a either really cheesy or goofy or not quite what I got.
1: Yeah, uh, I I I didn't mention this earlier, but I really enjoyed the scene with Dave Bautista and the dog and the uh, the the gangsters, and he was like he was so upset with the gangsters because they had not fed the dog on purpose, but I think the dog ended up ingesting some drugs and they, he was really upset at them.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they forced the dog to, uh, that's how they were trying to hide the heroin that they were selling.
1: Oh, he was so angry. And so I enjoyed, I enjoyed that part because the dog was such like a, a, a sweetheart. It was just a nice dog.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Mike, well, uh, for our next pod, which we're not sure where we're gonna when we're gonna do it, much like last week, I mean, we're kind of going day by day. If both of us get too busy we and we don't have time to record. we just record it next week. So uh personally, I really don't want to do Lion King. Uh, I'm not even gonna see it until next week and even then I might not get to see it at all for work. If there's an open seat, I'm gonna pop in and sit down and watch it. So uh don't look forward to that, but we have been contacted by a i guess you'd say a production company?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a I think it's company. a production yeah.
0: company. I know I'm I'm not sure if it's the director or I don't know. I would have to IMDb it and I don't want to do that right now cuz I don't want to type it all in. But it's uh clearly not a huge movie. Uh I believe it is out on demand YouTube, Google, all those things, but uh they sent us a screener. They want us to talk about it, review it. Let them know what we think. It is a film by the name of Chasing Molly, and it stars Kurt Angle and Felicia Day. And I'm not familiar with Kurt Angle. I've heard the name before, but I'm not super familiar with his work. But I am familiar with Felicia Day's work. She is a cosplayer. She has been on television shows. She's kind of a uh, super nerd, much like myself. Uh she's real big into the tech world. Uh she dated uh Chris Hardwick for a while, which there's a whole controversy around that. But uh oh, I think this is her first okay. kind of role as a uh actor, actress, actor, I think. Like full on. Like when she's been on TV, it's mostly been like just her as herself. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh I look forward to reviewing it and um it's it's fun to get contacted by different people to review stuff, and you know there's a lot of different unique content that we review. I feel like a lot of uh, different groups don't uh, you know acknowledge all the streaming uh, media, and uh, there's so much good content out there. So we are uh, we are glad to review this new movie, Chasing Molly. It'll be interesting. Okay, so uh,
0: after reading the emails, not to cut you off, the young lady that contacted me is the writer, producer, and stars as Molly. She's the one that emailed me directly.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: So that's pretty cool. That is
1: pretty cool, man. So we're going to give them... uh, our uh, honest uh, review here um on our next podcast and it'll be fun
0: yeah i think it'll be fun and there is not to not to slam our very first screener but there's no way it is as bad as that film it's just not possible that film was pretty freaking brutal man it was it was really brutal but i mean not to slam them because you know they i i understand they put their heart and soul into that film but it was just it was a rough one man it was rough. Yeah, it was. So, all right. Well, Mike, uh, you got anything else you want to add uh, for our lovely listeners? I mean, other than the fact that they need to keep telling their other friends about it so that we can grow. We're up to, what would you say? We're averaging about 30 to 40 downloads a week?
1: Yeah. Per yeah, new episode? Aver- yeah, yeah. 30 to 40 per week. Uh, and uh, we would love to have like 100 100- uh per week so you know just tell your neighbors your friends anybody who likes film
0: you know uh give us a shot yeah they don't have to like us at all they just have to like movies film and nerds and marvel and did we say movies
1: (laughs) yeah i i I think we said movies yeah
0: sometimes we talk about tv shows like mike and i were discussing it before we started recording there's Multiple TV shows that are coming out that we are both looking forward to. Uh, we had a plethora of announcements just the other day at Comic-Con. I mean, God, there is so much coming down the pike on that. D- have you seen any of that news, Mike?
1: Uh, I have. I've, I've I've watched some of the trailers. Uh, one of the ones that really was interesting for me was Top Gun. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Like I love the first one, but man, it's been so many years. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And like Tom, uh, you know, uh, Tom Cruise is starting to show his age a little bit. And even though he's really tried hard not to, and I, I don't know. But I am kind of like, some the, some of the scenes that they, like, they show the launch of of a plane off the deck of a carrier, like, in a, like, a cool, like, kind of like 360 view. And I was like, oh, well, I'll go see it for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. They're they putting cameras everywhere. Because you got to remember the original Top Gun came out in the mid 80s, right? it was like 80 i think
1: 82 was in. i that? think oh yeah
0: here you can you got a quiet keyboard go look it up all right but just, just a second um that one i'm looking forward to big time especially since you could tell they actually let tom cruise fly in f18 which is mind-boggling but um 86 86 okay i was gonna say 85 i knew it was somewhere in there but uh um did you see all the marvel announcements yesterday No, no, I didn't see those. Oh, dude, all right, all right. Marvel, and I knew this was coming because I think I even talked about it on the pod, that Marvel had a three-hour-long panel, and they broke the internet for sure. We got a new Blade (laughs) coming. We got uh, Thor 4. They they officially announced Thor 4. Uh, It's called um, Love, and see, now I'm going to have to go to Marvel on one of the social medias. All right, here, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. They announced a lot of the TV shows for Disney plus, which a lot of us knew were coming. Uh, Like the Loki show, the Falcon and winter soldier. I mean, it just made a lot of that stuff official, but uh, everybody knew those were coming. Everybody found out Thor four was coming. They made that announcement. It has a title and they released who's going to be starring in it, which I am extremely excited about. It's called Thor love and thunder. And it's basically going to be, hopefully, the story of um, Natalie Portman's character, uh, Jane Foster, from the comic books in Thor Volume 4. She becomes Thor. And it sounds like that's what this movie is going to be. Oh, interesting. And, and I know they got uh, Taika
1: Waititi, Taika
0: Waititi right? is going to direct it. Yeah. And I think he's writing it as well. So, And they got Natalie Portman to sign on. Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, those are the only ones that they've released, but I'm really looking forward to that. They officially announced the Eternals, we knew that. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, we knew about that. Shang Chi, we all knew about that. I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed on that one. Uh, WandaVision, we knew about that TV show coming to Disney Plus. Loki coming to Disney Plus. Uh Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange sequel is called Multiverse of Madness, and Marvel is t- touting it as the first horror mcu movie so Ooh. that might be real oh, interesting.
1: man that could be fun for me
0: and then there is the what if tv series it's uh animated i'm really looking forward to that that's going to be really incredible here's one that caught me a little off guard they announced a hawkeye tv show and the hawkeye tv show they are teasing with the logo from a comic book run of hawkeye where they follow Hawkeye basically more as him as a, as a dude living in New York and living in an apartment than as a superhero. And it is one of the best runs on Hawkeye ever. And the logo for the TV show is the logo from that comic book. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that's what they do. That would be great. Then they announced the Black Widow movie, which, of course, everybody knew about that. Uh, one I did not know is that David Harbour and Florence Pugh are both in it, which wow, that's awesome. In-
1: interesting. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh was just
0: in uh, Midsummer. Uh huh, and she did an incredible job. So I did not know those two were in there, which that's awesome. And last but not least, they tease that a Blade movie is coming. And the very last thing Kevin Feige said before he walked off stage is they had. Has they have cast Mahershala Ali to play Blade. Ooh, that's interesting. And that's real interesting. I know a lot of people are upset because that discredits a lot of the Netflix shows, but personally, I don't think so. I think they just really wanted to have one of the best actors out there for Blade because he's going to have to fill Wesley Snipes' shoes. I would have loved to have seen Wesley Snipes come back, but there's no way he's too old. (laughs) he is man yeah yeah no he is he 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 is i love
1: wesley snipes but he's he is too old i mean just look at the um the expendables uh i don't know three or two whatever one he's in Uh, it might be three he he's a little bit too old and uh, but i love wesley snipes but
0: wesley snipes ah, is incredible but i'm sorry it's you know it's been what 20 25 years since the original blade ah damn has it been that long ah because it came out in the 90s yeah
1: yeah no i i think you're right man i think blade came out in like what 90 maybe 99 i don't know hold on uh talk about things no
0: i just typed it uh, i'm gonna have to cut it out 98 ah okay so it's 21 years old so i don't i love wesley snipes he will forever be blade to me and That's, like, one of the official, official starts of what we now call the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though they don't consider it and they have never really have. But it helped bring all those other films, including Iron Man, to the forefront. And, you know, because Blade is a superhero. Yes, he's a vampire killer. Yes, he's a vampire. But he is a superhero. He is from the Marvel Universe. So, I don't know. I mean, I love Leslie Snipes. But, I mean... The dude was born in 1962. He would be a 56-year-old Blade, and it just would not work because he's a vampire. Yes, the vampire of Blade still ages, just very slowly because he is human. It just I don't think it would work, man. I don't. As much as I love Wesley Snipes.
1: Me too, man. Me too. I don't think it'd work. But I would really like Wesley Snipes to get some of that MCU money because, you know... Back in the day when he did Blade and stuff, he got paid, but he didn't get paid as well as like, they get paid now. No, man. not like what
0: they're getting paid now. Hell no. <laughs> um, so, Dude, you know, maybe they'll have him do a cameo or something. I would hope. Because, I mean, seriously, he was incredible as Blade. He was incredible. I don't want to see anyone else play him, but I if I had to pick, I would have picked Mahershala Ali as well. I mean, he was so good in Luke Cage. So good. He was a f- incredible villain in that.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's a good character. I'm just wondering if he can get to the physical stature, but uh, you know, it's all the stuff always surprises me because you know, six months of training with a personal trainer and all kinds of you know like protein and stuff uh, and working out, a lot of these guys can change their complete bodies. I mean, Christian Bale is, like, the ultimate example of all the stuff that he's done to change his form for whatever role he's doing. It's insane.
0: Yeah, I need to take notes.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, when he was in that movie where he's, like, the machinist or whatever, and he, like, got super skinny, or, you know, just the recent movie where he was, um... Vice? Uh
0: he's Dick Vice, Cheney? Yeah. He gained all that Dick weight. Dick Cheney, yeah. and
1: he gained all that weight. Like, oh, dude, he's 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 a madman. Like, and then when he's uh Batman, he's ripped. Like, it's just like crazy.
0: Dude, it seriously Christian Bale is one of the most extreme when it comes to dedicating himself to his roles, especially physically. But, I mean, look at the dude. He's one of the he is going to go down as one of the ba- best actors of our time, definitely yeah oh yeah he will say what you will when he's off the camera whatever but on the camera he's one of the best he really is so anyways we could sit here and talk about all this comic con shit but since we are you know have a big influence by the mcu i figured it'd be nice to share with our fans what is coming down the line so yeah yeah no no it's good so disney plus gonna have to get it for sure Uh, I think what I'm going to do is uh, Mike Talon over there can pay for it, and I will just steal his login.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is going to be fun. So for everybody listening, I'm going to be uh, a first-time subscriber of Disney+, and and, and so is, uh, I'm sure, uh, Matt. And uh, I can't wait for it to crash because what's going to happen is when we all buy it and it launches on whatever day it is in November or whatever, it's not going to work there's going to be way too many people trying to stream anything and it's going to be very funny to me but uh i I imagine they'll end up crediting us or or doing something um but yeah it's going to crash because there's going to be it's going to be like half of america be like okay and they're going to sign up all at once They've been teasing this and talking about this service for so long that everyone knows about it, and it's gonna go bad.
0: Well, and all the shows that they're doing for it, man. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to sound bad, but The Mandalorian, that alone right there is gonna make me subscribe. I mean, I was gonna subscribe before just based on you know John Favreau's producing that one. He's not direct. Uh, he might have some directing in it, but. I, I don't think so. He's mainly just doing the production of it, but the directors for it are a bunch of directors, well-known directors. Taika Waititi again. The actor they picked to play the Mandalorian is incredible. I'm just, I'm really, really looking forward to that show. Really looking forward to it. I will get it just for that.
1: Yeah, it's just gonna be fun because it's it's it likely is not gonna work its first week. That's that's my prediction. This is just me talking. There's I don't know anything. I have no connections, but I'm just anticipating based on historic uh, uh, performance that they're going to have a hard time.
0: So Amazon Web Services on the day Disney Plus launches is going to go down hard.
1: Well, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. It, uh, AWS also runs Netflix. So yeah. they're going to be there's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Dude,
0: everybody so. uses Amazon web services, man. It's a, they host a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff.
1: Yes, they 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 do. They do, for sure. But uh All right, man. I think I think we've talked I'm way done. too
0: long. I know. I know, but dude, oh, I Comic-Con think man, exciting. It was exciting. It was exciting.
1: Yeah, um Matt, I'll also maybe give a little synopsis of Comic Con because one of my coworkers goes every year, and so I'll get a little inside info from him and see what he has to say, and maybe I'll I'll t- I'll tell that uh, next week. But uh, that's the anyway. dream,
0: man. That's the dream, right there, is for us to come up with our drowning nerds, drowning nerd production studio. I think that's what we're calling it. And then we can quit our day jobs and go to stuff like Comic-Con and do live reporting and be on panels and do all that stuff. That's the dream, right, Mike?
1: Yes, that is the dream. That is That would be so much fun. I know,
0: dude, wouldn't it? That would be so cool. Ugh. Someday. Someday. So someday. tell your friends to subscribe and listen to our podcast. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Subscribe. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Uh, Call
0: up Trump. Let him know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, I guess with that, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on our next pot. Thank you for
0: listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.